Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, where we help you to build a life of purpose and joy. Our aim is to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence. I'm your host, Julie Clough, life coach and certified grief recovery specialist. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 40, Belief. After my brother's death, after my divorce, after Carrie and David died, I made so many mistakes in my recovery journey. And I hesitate to call it mistakes, but you know, just mis- missteps. If I'd had the tools that I have now, it would have looked totally different and been so much better. Well, maybe not totally different. Like it still would have been so devastating. It's not that we, that these tools help us to, to completely eliminate the devastation of these types of losses at all. It's just that, that there's certain things that we learn in these, in the grief recovery method, in, in just studying grief in general that allows us to, to process a little better without some of the additional suffering that we heap on ourselves. But I didn't have these tools at the time. And that, and so my experience was what it was. And that's totally okay. I believed many of the grief beliefs that just weren't true. I believed many of the myths about grief, especially to keep busy and to be strong. I lived by those. If I could keep busy enough, if I could show enough strength, I could power through and eventually get to the other side. That was my thought process. And as I shared just recently, you know, my daughter, when I, when I went through a divorce, my daughter was in first grade and she was invited to a divorce group at school. And like I said, she was super excited because they were going to serve, they're going to have an ice cream party at the end of the year. But I just, I just didn't, I just didn't think that was necessary. You know, my, my approach was power through, sweep it under the rug, don't pay attention to it, not helpful at all. But then I remember ex- an experience with the same daughter when she was just slightly older than that where she was crying because she had an expectation that her father, who was living out of the country, would come back for a special event, and he was not going to make it. And I had to break the news to her that he wasn't going to be there. And she just cried and cried. And I cried with her. And frankly, that was the best experience was just crying with her and allowing her those feelings and, and experiencing it with her. That was really a sweet experience. And I had a a similar experience with my son who was 15 years old at the time that Karen David died, where he came in and talked about how sad he was that Carrie and David weren't there to jump on the trampoline with him. And we cried together that day. And those are sweet memories of crying together, mourning together. But those beliefs that I had about keeping busy and being strong weren't true. And if I had paid attention to these experiences where I openly mourned, where I openly expressed my grief, and where I supported my family by openly showing my grief, I would have recognized just a little more that our grief is an emotional experience. It's not an intellectual experience. And keeping busy and thinking that we can be strong is just not helpful. 
And, and I know that now, but then I truly believed in those principles. So I wanted to talk about belief today. What is belief? A dictionary definition is an acceptance that a statement is true or that something exists. But really, a belief is just thinking the same thought over and over again. That creates a belief. So we're taught things as kids that may or may not be true, like these grief myths, to be strong, to keep busy. And we're taught these things through words. People will say that, but also by example. And and I'm afraid that maybe, not maybe, but I fear that I've passed that that thinking onto my kids by my own example of just, you know, powering through, just keeping busy, just trying to stay strong. And we're taught these things as kids because we watch adults and we hear adults and we see what they do. And that's what we pattern after. And as adults, we continue to run those same patterns and those programs that we learned. And we pick up additional or we reinforce those programs as adults because Aren't those things that we hear all the time? Just keep busy. Just, just be strong. I think about how so many people will come up to you when, when you are, when you've had a, a horrible experience and they'll go, Oh, you're so strong. Oh, look how, look how good you're doing. And that kind of reinforces to us that because we're getting praised for it, for being strong. And it's not, you know, don't get me wrong. It's not like we want to just go and fall apart everywhere we go. But there is a certain amount of understanding of our own grief, of our own pain, and recognizing that we don't have to hold it together 24-7. But we don't even, we don't even consciously, we don't consciously know that we're running these old patterns or that we've even learned these things. Because of our belief, we look and we find evidence. There's plenty of evidence out there. If, if we're just looking at these just couple of things here, there's plenty of evidence out there that those things are true. And I say that with air quotes that they're true because, because people repeat it over and over again. And remember, a belief is just a thought that we repeat over and over again. It's interesting how we can find evidence for inaccurate beliefs. What does it take for us to change a belief? Now think back to Columbus, what you know about Columbus. Remember in his day, previous to him sailing and, you know, wanting to sail around the world, people believed the world was flat. There was evidence for that. I mean, if you look out your window right now, and if you were to look across a plane, it would look like the world is flat. So there was evidence that it was true. And he discovered some evidence that it might not be true. So he started to experiment on the new evidence and he strengthened, he strengthened his conviction that maybe the world wasn't flat until he formed a new belief. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. At the beginning of Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life, she uses an example. She uses an example of two beliefs. And the first belief is people are out to get me. And the second belief is everyone is always helpful. Now we might look back on our own life and think of times where we thought people are out to get me or times when we thought or believed everyone is always helpful. Or we might look at other people in our life and and notice that they're running on on a belief that people are out to get them 
or a belief that everyone is always helpful. I wanted to share with you what she had to say about this. Life is really very simple. What we give out, we get back. What we think about ourselves becomes the truth for us. We create the situations and then we give our power away by blaming the other person for our frustration. No person, no place, and no thing has any power over us, for we are the only thinkers in our mind. When we create peace and harmony and balance in our minds, we will find it in our lives. Which of these statements sounds like you? One, people are out to get me. Or two, everyone is always helpful. Each one of these beliefs will create quite different experiences. What we believe about ourselves and about life becomes true for us. She shares these two different beliefs that people could be operating from. So if we take an unhelpful belief, like people are out to get me, how do we change that? First, the very first thing that has to happen is we have to desire to believe something different. We have to desire to experience something different. We can see that there might be another option and that it might be a better option. Then we become aware that there is a different way. For example, we start to recognize that believing everyone is always helpful would improve our experiences. So then we start to practice. We start to practice a new belief, a new thought. People are always helpful. Everyone is always helpful. And we start to practice that thought. And we practice that thought over and over again until it becomes our new belief. So anything that you experience that is is not helpful, if you have an ongoing belief of something that is not helpful to you, then this is the way that you can change it, is first having a desire to see things differently. Second, becoming aware that there might be a different way or a different thought that we could think, and then to practice. We can think, we can think of our unhelpful belief like a stack of books, charts, and papers. In our mind, we've created this stack of books and papers that represent the evidence that we've collected over the days and years. This one to two foot, maybe four foot, maybe eight foot stack of evidence is pretty convincing. But now we're practicing a new thought. We're practicing a new thought. And as we practice, we start a new stack of evidence, a new stack of evidence. So it takes time. It takes time because we are building a new stack of evidence. So it's, it's not like we recognize, oh, it might not be helpful to think if people are out to get me. And so from now on, I'm just going to think everyone is always helpful. And from this point forward, I'm just going to believe that. Now we certainly could do that, but my experience has been that it just, it takes some time because we do have this little stack of evidence in our brain, that little stack of books, that little stack of papers in our brain that is, is the opposite of what we're now trying to believe. So as we practice, we are starting a new stack. So we have this two foot stack of evidence on this negative belief that we've had. And as we start to practice our new belief, it slowly, we might build two inches and then four inches and then six inches. And when we might have a foot and 
the new evidence appears because we're directing our brain with new thoughts. And as we practice and direct our brain, the old evidence loses our attention over time and the new stack of evidence begins to build. So we have six inches, we have a foot, and before you know it, the new stack, the new stack, the evidence for the new belief that everyone is always helpful becomes the dominant stack. What we focus on expands. Sometimes our attention goes back to the old belief, but we keep practicing. And because we're being intentional, because we're directing our brain, our evidence can build fast. And eventually the new belief has a huge stack of evidence that overshadows and overtakes the old belief. The old belief fades away and blows away. And it's not a bad idea to even visualize that. Visualize that stack, that old belief that we know has not been helpful to us. It hasn't served us well. Visualize it, just disintegrating it. If you've seen any of like the Harry Potter movies, or I'm trying to think of some other movies where they kind of do magic and it just kind of, it just turns into this dark cloud and, or it's almost like ash and it just blows away. It just kind of disappears and blows away. Think of it like that. Think of that huge, that old stack, the old stack of evidence for your old belief that wasn't serving you, just fading away, just blowing away. And the new stack, just large and bright and beautiful. It starts, remember, with a desire to change. Then we become aware of a better way. Then we practice. And as we practice, we create new beliefs that serve us better and help us to create a better life. It's not a bad idea to examine your beliefs about yourself and your circumstances. Challenge them. Determine what is serving you and what isn't serving you and work on strengthening beliefs that serve you. Want some assistance with your grief or with up-leveling your beliefs and your life? I'm trained to help you with these things. Go to the Work With Julie page at buildalifeafterloss.com and let's plan a time to talk. It's free to you and could make a really big difference in your life. I sure believe in you. I, I hope you know how much I believe in you. Love you. Bye.